Hey everyone, Lee Stevenson here, along with my co-host. I'm Danny Parmalee, and I oversee church planting for Converge Mid-America. We are here with our unfiltered podcast, talking real conversations about church planting. Glad you could tune in. We're in part two of our conversation on kind of choosing the right facility, that that location to look at launching the church, having your grand opening. Part one, we talked about schools and uh, talked about movie theaters, kind of the bonuses, challenges that come with both of those. Today, we're going to take some time and talk specifically about what about storefronts or industrial space as a potential place to, to launch the church. Yep, and uh, renting from other churches as well, too. So those are kind of the two that we'll focus on on here. So what overall, what's your experience with, um, Danny, watching churches, maybe even in your own um, sphere of, of, of experience, when it comes to a church renting space from another church, yeah. So um, that was our our story. So we uh, we launched uh, or got on the ground in 2004 and launched in 2005. And kind of in that in between, uh, as we kind of uh, got closer to that launch time, we did find an old uh, church. It was an old Presbyterian church built in the 1890s, stained glass pews. Which is cool. Uh, yeah. Old church smell for free for sure. Uh, had some old old church smell to it, but. Um, it ended up uh, uh, working out uh, well for us, um, but it certainly had its challenges, and you have both a facility challenge, but then you have some of the other uh, challenges that come in working with the church or even just confusion in the community, who you're a part of, who you're not, uh, type of thing that way. So uh, for us, especially with older church buildings, you really just have to be looking at um, you know, parking and kids space and bathrooms, which, you know, on the grading scale, the place that we rented was probably an F minus on all those actually didn't even have a parking <laughs> didn't lot. Know they had a minus on it. Yeah. F, so. so, uh, it was, it was pretty bad. The bathrooms were uh, pretty bad, but at the same time where we were looking in the city, there just weren't a lot of opportunities and we did not have a lot of finances. We yeah. couldn't just go rent a storefront and the schools were really, really difficult. Uh, to work with. So we thought, you know what, we'll just, we'll kind of start here and uh, kind of, kind of see, uh, see where it goes. So were you, did you start there on Sunday mornings, Sunday um, nights, so, Saturdays? Yeah. Like so we actually had to start on Saturday nights uh, and we couldn't even get a Sunday nights because they had AA meetings uh, that were meeting in there. So yeah, we, we, you usually have a limit on when you can yeah. actually meet if they're still meeting in there. And typically, if they're still meeting there, they're not giving up Sunday mornings. They're not giving up Sunday mornings. And uh, so you try to work around it. And, uh, and and we did. And obviously, it does become difficult when you start to grow and see people come to faith. And they have their 15 people that are meeting in the sanctuary at 9 or 1030 in the morning. And it's like, nope, you're you know, Saturday night, or we eventually did move to uh, Sunday nights, which um, even that moving of time was, uh, was help. But that is one of the biggest limitations that you are working with another group where they essentially have first dibs on it. Yeah, they and you got to kind of, can do and, we can't, um, and then the other thing is, is, um, well, let me say this, the advantage for us really was financially it was free. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it's hard to I be think, free. I think it was a 100 bucks. We said, "Hey, the most we can afford is like three or four hundred dollars a month." And they're like, "Okay, well, we'll give it to you for like two hundred dollars." It was something ridiculously cheap. So I was like, "Sold, you know, we'll do it." <laughs> and uh, but it was difficult because we had to, you know, keep all of the flannel graph banners that they had hanging, and you know, I mean, you what, just you, you didn't can't want do those. A, the, the didn't flannel yeah, graph they, is kind of coming back? I hear so. Um, so yeah, so you with environment, we couldn't do a lot. And same thing with, okay, they had a sound system in there, but it wasn't going to 
really be the same. Want, yeah. yeah. And so then it was like, well, can we have extra space? And we did some of the same things like, okay, well, we'll put in an extra projector here, but that was a whole you know, situation because it was covering up the organ pipes. And it has know? to go through a committee. And it has, to go, and then it has committee. to go through this committee. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, like I said, the other thing is just people, uh, the, or I should say an advantage is, is that when you do meet in a church building, there are certain unchurched people where it feels a little less cultish that yeah. you're meeting in a church. And so there was that advantage of kind of the stained glass. And we did, um, kind of play off of the whole ancient future type of thing. Cause it was, I mean, this was an, old, old church. Um, and yet obviously, you know, the worship and the preaching and everything else was relevant. So there was such a stark contrast that there was a little bit of irony that, uh, created a bit of an appeal yeah, for it. Oh, that makes so, sense. Yeah. And, and, and what you got to think about is if you can't get on that Sunday morning hour, um, th that in itself is going to be a challenge because across the United States, at least it is most mainstream people, think about church or going to church on Sunday morning. Yep. It, that's mm -hmm. just the reality. Yeah. Um, and we saw even when we started a Saturday night service, um, we still saw very few first time guests come on Saturday night. It was yeah. church people that would come Saturday night. Yeah. The non-church background still that's show up exactly on Sunday right. morning. Yep. That's exactly right. And then when you have a Sunday night or a Saturday night, you also tend to get I want to say fluff, but you get people coming from other churches that they don't want to leave their church. They don't want to serve in your church. They don't want to give in your church, but oh, there's a kind of a unique I had to work experience. Sunday morning yeah, so, so I can come here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, so I, I'm working with a church planter right now and they were actually meeting in the basement of a church, which don't cross it off your list. Um, or, uh, uh, it was a fellowship area, not a basement, never meet in a basement, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just call it a fellowship area. Um, and that can work too, because there's some churches where, okay, maybe you're not in the main sanctuary, but uh, if you have that availability and it happens to work out price-wise in parking and you can use the children's space, sometimes that can be a really great thing. Now, what, interestingly enough, what happened is, is actually in this last week, because they had made a good relationship with the pastor of this church, they were growing, they were doing some good things. They asked if they could now meet in the sanctuary um, on mm. Sunday and they said yes. And so they just made that move. And of course, that was helpful for them because it even provides even a little more legitimacy for them to be able to use uh, that space. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we we um, we used a local church when it came to pre-launch phase, um, which was beneficial and helpful. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a church that just really bought into what our yeah. vision was. I mean, they mm -hmm. provide childcare yeah. for our team to be able to come and be a part of stuff. And we had to actually drive kind of out of our community to attend that, but they gave it to us mm -hmm. for free. And we were like, if you're bought in and mm -hmm. you're going to help us start the church, you'll make the drive. Yeah. Um, we talked to another church from a different denomination across the street from where the movie theater we wanted to launch in was. Um, and they wanted us to charge us $250 a week mm -hmm. just for a launch team meeting. Yeah. And we're like, no, no. We, we can't afford that. And so be yeah. careful of over especially if you're outside that normal hour yeah um on a sunday morning like don't don't overspend um in order to have that space right. and so be careful of that even as you negotiate with other churches yeah the one other kind of advantage with church stuff and this has happened uh recently with two two church uh plants um uh in the city where i am uh in the in the nashville area is that they were just using a church for their office kind of so they built relationship they did some of the uh, I believe launch team meeting stuff. Well, that church um, voted to give the building. That was a 
about a two and a half, three million dollar building yeah, to the church. So yeah. that was amazing. And then, very kingdom minded. Yeah. And then recently a ch- uh, church planner that I'm actually on, on the launch team uh, with the same thing happened where the relationship went well enough and they just gifted the building as a $1.3 million building that was just given to this church planter for the next generation to be able yeah, to do it. Phenomenal. So I hope we hear more and more yes, stories. Yes. Like that. um, and, and it's, and it's an encouragement to me and I want our planters and pastors to be doing the same thing and not just hanging on to buildings. And I hope that I'll do the same if I'm in a congregation or on a board or pastoring a church at that time to go, you know what, the next generation is coming and there's only a few of us left. Yeah. Let's yeah. pass the baton, yeah. you know, yeah. and let them do that. But what about the the other side of it? Um, churches that start in a storefront or look at industrial space as a potential place to get 24-7, you know, yeah. presence immediately in the, the the life of their church when they get ready to launch. What have you seen? What are your experiences with that? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think um, you, you you usually need quite a bit more funds to be able to do that, because even uh, if a you know, you happen to know what business person here's, here's 5,000 square feet and I'll give it to you for free. You're going to need some sort of build out. You may even need to get special permitting because a lot of warehouse space is not permitted for, yeah. you know, for, um, for gathering, gathering yeah. and, um, the most expensive actually is bathrooms. And parking's difficult with the industrial space as well. Parking pe- uh, can be really difficult. Or if you have to share it with whatever you're in a, you know, other business strip mall and, and yeah. you know, business uh, type of thing that way. But Yes, having the 24-7, uh, uh, don't underestimate that. I mean, yeah. people in the community, and even if you don't have office hours and you're not doing stuff there 24-7, it just says, we are here. We are here to say, um, you know, uh, we can do that. But yeah, it's it's probably the least that I see of most um, churches starting that way. Um, but a lot of partly because of the financial, financial, yeah, to be able to. And I I knew of a couple churches out there. And and one of the things I would caution you that did launch an industrial space, parking has become a massive issue for them. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the second piece of it that I would say has been really challenging, um, is, is, um, the, not only that, but they get long-term leases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so in the midst of the, the long-term lease, that church has grown and they really need to find another location and change facility, but they're now locked into a long-term yes. lease that they yeah. can't get out of. Yeah. And it's actually become a detriment to their overall impact within that right. community because they, they're out of space and right. it doesn't matter how creative right. they can be at this point. They yeah. literally have no more room to even put children into yeah. spaces, let alone bathroom space and stuff of that sort. Yeah. Um, and even uh, going back to our um, the first session, um, what advice do you usually give planters on leases? Uh, you know, is it better to have that flexibility and go, hey, we only want to do three months? Or is it like, if you don't put a year you know, to two years out there, you could all of a sudden grow and then the person goes, no, nah, I don't really want you here anymore. Uh, so what's your advice on? Kind yeah, of the- I, I think it depends on the facility and what kind of terms you can actually come to. Um, the terms obviously need to be favorable to the church and the potential growth of impact mm-hmm. within that community. If they're not favorable to that, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, and this is where I, I would encourage a lot of planters, like find some businessmen mm-hmm. that are used to commercial lease situations yeah. And get their advice. Have them read through the contracts. They may see things that you naturally don't see just because it's not your your world. You're not yeah. living in that. And I found that, like, I had a, a commercial real estate um, 
realtor in our community that just befriended us and really helped us out when we were looking at potential renting some space. And, um, and we ended up officing offsite and had to rent industrial space for our offices. And he was huge help in the negotiating process for us to, to do that. And honestly, it didn't cost us anything mm-hmm. in, in the long run as well. Um, but, uh, you know, Typically, I would say you want to be careful signing any lease over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a great space and you get really favorable terms, um, mm-hmm. I would definitely be willing to sign up to three years mm-hmm. um, to be able to keep that space. And, uh, and and then always put a contingency like we get first rights of refusal right. once that lease is up. So that way somebody else can't just swoop in and outbid you to take that space, you get the first rights to be able to say, no, we want to renew the lease yeah. and continue to be able to stay here. So you want to work those type of things within that lease. That's great. Um, how important uh, is uh, having your office space um, there? And I, I say that for all of them, you know, obviously theater schools, that can't be, but, you know, whether it's church base or storefront, yeah, advantages I, or disadvantages. I, uh, you're, you're talking to the guy that has never had an office in the church building, <laughs> yeah. Danny. So um, yeah. I will speak to it because yeah, I mean, ever since we planted um, back mm-hmm. in 2009, the first church, I've, I've never office mm-hmm. in my church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got six weeks where mm-hmm. we actually, when we moved from portable into our permanent facility they had some pre-office space i painted it put flooring down it's like this is fantastic Mm -hmm. i got my space and six weeks later we had already grown and needed that for children's space we we couldn't use it for office space anymore um i got honestly in our our world today it's become much more culturally acceptable to be able to hang out at coffee shops and other Mm -hmm. locations um there are a lot of places too that do joint kind of executive suite kind of mm-hmm. executive space where you can for a monthly membership rent um office space there and so you get access to their copiers tables boardrooms or whatever um i would definitely look at doing that specifically if those are op- you know if you have those within that direct mm-hmm. community that and but um i mean be creative um even early on when we planted we were two years we were in an apartment complex mm-hmm. um and we had a two bedroom apartment and we officed out of that yeah and that was way cheaper than it would have been for us to go get you know prime office space yeah. so we were able to rent like a two bedroom in phoenix metro area for 700 dollars at that point um and i just went in and disclosed what i was doing like i, I just said hey listen I don't have space in my house for an office. Um, I want to rent an apartment. I'll sign a year lease. And I just want to come here in office. I'm not going to sleep here. I'm not going to stay here. I'm just going to come in and I need a a home office space. And they're like, you're going to sign a lease? I said, yeah. And they just (laughs) hand me the lease and let me sign it. And it was mine. And then um, even as a church crew, like I added a garage. Mm -hmm. So we had storage right there next to our office space as well. And uh, it it worked out great. Um, Once we grew about two years in, it was like, okay, we better... (laughs) You know, I think we had four staff there right. now working in that yeah. apartment. All the neighbors and are like, is there a drug All the neighbors, are, they just yeah. see people day in and day out walking in and walking <laughs> in and out. Uh, we were like, yeah, we probably need to, yeah. to find another spot at, at this point. But be creative. Um, I know guys at plant that they'll rent a house. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some churches that actually bought a house and use that as equity. You do need to pay attention to HOA. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some some planters that got pushed out of that situation because the right. HOA came in and said, no, you can't do this. Um, and But I know other church plants, I know one specifically, they bought a ranch 
Mm-hmm. Um, they had like 10 acres of the big house and a barn and they renovated that became their youth space, office space. Yeah. And they used that for years um, down the road, even after they moved into permanent facility to be able to continue to do some of the things that they were doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I, if I'm hearing you, you're saying um, having that office space connected is not high on it's the checklist. Re- no. And, and no. I agree with that a hundred percent. There's actually probably an advantage that you, you know, you're kind of pushed out, especially those early years into the community. Yes. You probably need a place to, retreat and to write sermons and obviously need a place if you're having, you know, um, private and confidential conversations, but the more that you can be out and about and at coffee shops and being in the community is going to actually probably be an advantage to you anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you, you know, have a level of extrovertedness and are able to engage people in those, those spaces. So, um, how much is too much? I know we've talked just a little bit, um, you know, and again, it's going to be so relative to different parts of the country and city versus suburban versus rural uh, type of thing. But any rules of thumb when you're looking at the kind financial of goal? Yeah. Um, I would say keep it under 20% of your, your budget, overall budget, especially those early days. Um, I think that's a good round figure to be able to plan for. It gives you some margin. Um, you get up to 30%, you're going to begin to handcuff your ability to actually carry out ministry. And so 20% to me is the top level, whatever money you're bringing in or expect to bring in from a, a budgetary standpoint, be careful going over that. Thanks guys. It's been fun. Um, talking about facilities on the unfiltered podcast again. Thanks for joining us. My name's Lee, my, my buddy here, Danny with you. And until next time, keep it real. 